You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. In this interview, we're going to be chatting with Deep Herd Grain researcher Martin Harries about a six-year focus paddock survey he led. The survey collated data from 184 paddocks spanning 14 million hectares of cropping land in Western Australia. It was all made possible with a Deep Herd and GRDC investment and the collaboration of 13 farming groups, including the Facey Leave, Miginu Irwin Group's and Wantfar. Martin has recently published the weeds aspect of this research as part of his PhD and reported that we're having some great success with weed control in Western Australia. So we're going to find out some more information about this and Martin does join us. How are you going, Martin? Yeah, good, thanks, Jess, really well. Thanks for joining us. Now, let's get into the details of this epic study as Pin Newman described it in the RE Insight that he wrote. How did the concept of this study come about? So we had, uh, I guess, persevered with quite a lot of small plot trials looking at the uh, use of break crops in rotations. And although we were able to demonstrate that break crops could improve wheat yields uh, in the small plot trials, and a lot of research had been invested into these break crops, the area grown to them wasn't increasing, it was actually uh, declining. So we decided to expand our research from the small plots to include a paddock survey type approach. Okay, excellent. And so it was mentioned in the introduction there that there were some really positive results. What were some of these core findings that you that you found? Okay, so uh, with respect to the weeds, I guess the key finding was that we're, in general, in WA, cropping systems having a, a big win against the uh, weeds despite the increase in herbicide resistance as the years have gone on. Our results showed that in 72% of paddocks, there were less than 10 grass weeds in autumn. And that was despite us finding that in 92% of paddocks, the ryegrass was resistant to at least one herbicide. So farmers were doing a great job of uh, controlling those weeds. And in 16% of paddocks, there were no weeds at all. So it was a, a pleasant surprise, I guess, to me to see the very low numbers of weeds. And as an example, one of the paddocks that we monitored at Ringanew, the hectare area that we monitored, we didn't find any weeds for the entire survey so it was was a pretty amazing yeah finding really yeah that's awesome and so when it came to herbicide usage what did you find there so again interesting of course herbicides are you know a major part of weed control and on average there were 6.3 herbicide applications made for each paddock in each year and that uh, amounted to 5.6 different active ingredients applied per paddock uh, each year so yeah, there's a reasonable range of herbicides being used with 45 different active ingredients recorded across the, the study and a wide range of mixes, so 369 different tank mixes. So Just a few. I guess, yes, lots. Yeah, so pretty encouraging from the, I guess, herbicide resistance perspective that people were using a, a reasonably diverse range of herbicides. So, you know, a, a great way to slow herbicide resistance. I guess while there was a lot of diversity in the tank mixes, there were a few herbicides that were quite commonly used, as you probably would expect. So glyphosate, trifluralin, MCPA, paraquat, and trisulfuron were still being used quite a bit. So, so they were the main ones. And glyphosate was being used 
when it was used, 20% of the time it was used as a single active, and that increased 45% of the time on canola because of the Roundup Ready canola that's being used. So I guess some really good stuff there on the herbicides, a lot, lot of different herbicides being used, but I guess just need to keep an eye on those major herbicide groups and how they're being used. Definitely. And Martin, one of the exciting initiatives of your research was the creation of the Integrated Weed Management Index. And this was used to compare the level of diverse weed control tactics between 528 paddock years. Can you just go into some detail about how this tool worked and assisted in your research? Yeah, okay. So we, I guess it's a bit of a mouthful, the index, but basically we wanted a, a way of evaluating the amount of uh, effort that we'll, people were putting into their integrated weed management. So we took the default settings from the RIM model and used those to, I guess, to make, an, make the index, put some numbers to the weed control that people were using. And by doing that, we added up all of the different weed control methods, the integrated weed control methods, and gave them a number so that we could compare that number against the weed populations within the paddock. Okay, that makes sense. And so your research assessed what weed control tactics were most prominent in Western Australia. What topped the list? So I guess the herbicides were obviously frequently used and they're still probably the you know the main tool and even even with the integrated weed management strategies the crop topping and pasture topping were major uh, tools there as well so uh, even with the integrated weed management strategies herbicides were, were involved but integrated weed management was having a, a, a good effect so we found that uh, if you were using lower integrated weed management uh, lower level of integrated weed management you were three times more likely to have grass weeds above 75 plants per square meter in autumn so high numbers of weeds whereas on the opposite side if you're using a, a high level of integrated weed management you generally have low weed numbers it was also possible there were results in there that also showed that with a low level of integrated weed management we had low weed numbers and that could have been because I guess, of good herbicide control, I guess, and or because the uh, seed bank may have been very low from earlier sort of efforts with integrated weed management. So uh, I guess the herbicides and the integrated weed management combined together to make a pretty strong combination. Yeah, definitely. And so we've covered a lot of ground going over some of the highlights of this research. Are there any other comments or anecdotes you wanted to share with listeners about this massive research project that you undertook? I guess a lot of those weed management tools were quite strongly linked to the rotation of the paddock and what crops and pastures were being used. So the herbicides that could be used and the integrated weed management strategies that were used were strongly linked to uh, the crop or pasture. And we showed in the northern agricultural region where the herbicide resistance frequency was highest that there's been a, a strong sort of change out of pastures and crops with, I guess, less effective weed control through to other crops, so an increase in canola production uh, and an increase in wheat. So people were uh, selecting their rotations. It, it, it appeared from our data that people were selecting their rotations based on weed control and they were very intolerant of high weed numbers. So I guess that poses a few questions. Obviously, we need to look at other 
aspects of the farming system apart from weeds and just see if the weed control measures, particularly those changes in rotations, are having an impact on other things such as um, soil fertility or plant pathogens. And an obvious one there is just we've had a lot of uh, legumes not being sown, so an obvious question there is what impact is that having on the nitrogen balancing in the paddocks? And that's some of the work that we plan to do next. Yeah, very exciting. Well, Martin, thank you so much for going over your research in the podcast format. If people would like to read the RE Insight on this work, I'll provide the link to that as well with the podcast notes and you can get a little bit more detail on this research. But, yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. Yep, no problem at all. Thank you very much. <laughs>